the gifts of the Spirit. And the Lord has kept me on this about, about love. And you know, the, the Bible says that the gifts of the Spirit are nothing without love. <clears throat> and it's been a, a really great thing for me because, you know, some of these scriptures, I've maybe, I've been a, you know, a believer maybe 40 plus years. And maybe I've heard some of these scriptures over a thousand times, heard or read. And as I'm praying about this, and as he's showing me these things, it, it has new meaning for me, like I never had before. So I'm really in, enjoying this. And um, so let's, let's pray. Father, we thank you for your love. Just like Song just said, we, it's so amazing. The song we sang before that, amazing love, how can it be? that you love us so much, you, you laid down your life for us. And so we thank you and for your great love. In Jesus' name, amen. And so I want to start with this scripture. <clears throat> and because he's been, <clears throat> excuse me, focusing me on this, that we love, why do we love? Because he first loved us that we cannot even love others or do anything for others until we understand that he, that he loves us. And the deeper we can understand that He loves us, then the more we can love others. And, you know, that, you know, as we go deep into the depths of the foundations of who we are, that the foundation of everything needs to be on, on His love. Hang on here. Let's look at these other two scriptures again. 1 John 4, 9 says, Because we love each other, why? Because he first loved us. And again, we love him because he first loved us. And that's the only reason we can love one another, because he first loved us, when we really understand that. And Galatians 5, 14, For the whole law can be summed up in this one commandment. <clears throat> love your neighbor as yourself. And see, if we don't understand that we're loved by Him, because we're made in His image to be His children, and we need to know that our Father loves us. And the more we can understand that, and really, not just up here, but really know that, the more we can, we can love others. And if we don't love ourselves, then we, we cannot love others. You know, and I've been using that um, very spiritual example of, of the Cinderella story. And you know how Cinderella was told that I'm, you're nobody, you're nothing, you're no good, you're ugly, you'll never amount to anything. And you know in our lives, I think everyone has experienced some of that. You know, even if it's maybe a, you know, a parent that thinks that the best thing for you, because they love you, is, is to tell you that 
that wasn't good enough. You know, what you did wasn't good enough. To make you achieve more, you know, because, because they love you. But not realizing what it may do to you. And, and you know what? We've done, well, if you're a parent, we've probably done that to our kids. Because we want the best for them and uh, that achievement for them. And so we've probably all had, if not, then people in school, like I say, you know, if we don't know God, we're like crabs in a bucket trying to climb to the top, climb over everybody else, survival of the fittest, put every, dunk everybody's head under the water so we can climb on top. And so we've probably had people do those things to us. But like I said, you know, just imagine, you know, that no, none of those things matter anymore. You know, when, when the prince tells Cinderella that I love you and you're worthy of my love and I want you to live with me, then what all that was said before by those other people doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Those things don't matter to you when the King of Kings and Lord of Lords says, I think you're worthy of my love. You know, imagine if in that story, you know, the, that they found out that the evil stepmother and stepsisters were going to kill Cinderella after she, they made her do all this work. And so the father tells the, the prince, I want you to go and take her place. Get on your knees, the prince of the kingdom. Get on your knees and scrub the floor for her. Take all that abuse for her and then let them kill you in her place so she can live in my kingdom with me. Now, would that be love? But that's the love our Father did for us. That He would die for us. Just like that song, Amazing Love, how can it be that you, my King, would die for me? Come down and suffer terribly in our place and die for us so we can be in His kingdom. And if we can understand how much the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit love us, then we have this deep foundation, not a pride, but a confidence in just who we are because we're loved by the King of Kings. We're worthy because of He loves us. And that's what makes us worthy. Not all the things we do or all the things we don't do. Like the story of the prodigal son, the, the, the father loves the son no matter what he's doing. And our love doesn't change for our children if we're good parents. And he's, he's the best parent. And his love never changes. And he's, he's wanting us just to come home because he's already making a place for us. He wanted us with him so much that he sent his son to die for us that we can be with him. That's how much he wanted us to be you know, his, his children. And, you know, it's really interesting. Yeah, my, my bachelor's is in psychology and sociology, so I like to watch, you know, there's not too much good stuff on TV anymore. <laughs> and so I like to watch these, you know, um, they have these biographies of famous people. What, what were they really like? What, what, what was their, their lives like? And I saw this special about Patrick Swayze. Now, you guys know about Patrick Swayze? The movie Ghost and Dirty Dancing and all, you know, he was, you know that at, he was at one time um, voted the most desirable man, desirable man in the world. The handsomest, the most talented, and all the women wished they were with him and all the men wished they were with him. 
were him. Because he was the top of the top internationally. But you know that um, the, the, you know, and the special actually said this, he was always fighting his demons. And he was an alcoholic and a chain smoker. He smoked 60 cigarettes a day, which is probably what caused the cancer that killed him early. And, you know, his mom was this top dancer at this top dance studio, and she thought the best way to, to have him achieve is to always tell him he was not good enough. And through all the accolades, he always felt inside he was not good enough. And it was the demons because it's the lie of the devil. The lie of the devil telling him all the time, you're not good enough to achieve the top. You know, if you read about like these top supermodels, they all don't like how they look. There's something wrong with them. They're not satisfied. And these demons actually are, are the ones that are telling us that we're not good enough. When if we don't believe the lie, but the truth, the truth will set us free of how much he does love us. And we're worthy because once the King of kings and Lord of lords says you're worthy and you're loved enough for me to, to suffer and die for you, then nothing else matters that we can stop accepting and believing the lies of, that, we're, that we're all said. And you know how important it is to know a, a father's love, even in, in you know, imperfect uh, parents as we are down here. Um, Dr. James Dobson, who, you know, he... he um, had a series, and he would talk to these college students. And he said, what do you like about yourself, and what don't you like about yourself? And he talked to this one young lady, and she said, I love my feet. And he said, why do you love your feet? And she said, because my dad said my feet are beautiful. And you know when that happened? When she was a little girl. She was, her parents were driving in the car, and mom and dad in the front. She was sitting in the back seat. And she put her feet up on the council between the mom and dad. And her dad just looked over. He probably didn't even remember or knew what the impact was he had on her. He just looked over and touched her feet and said, you have beautiful feet. And here she is, a college student. And she says, I like my feet. Why? Because my, my dad said it was beautiful. But see, you know, your, you know, your dad says your feet are beautiful. Isaiah 52, 7 says, How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him or her who brings good news, who publishes peace, who brings good news of happiness, who publishes salvation, who says to Zion, your God reigns. Because once we know he loves us, we, we won't be able to contain us. Contain that. And that should be the only reason you see, because we're still working out of that insecurity and rejection from the lies. If, oh, I got to do that, I got to do that to be a good Christian. It doesn't work that way because there's, if we don't know he loves us, then how can we pour out love to anybody else? That's the deep root of the foundation. Jesus Christ is the cornerstone. He loves us so much he died for us, of our lives. And we need to pull out all the lies of the devil to let the foundation be upon him. Um, maybe about five years ago, I, I, I taught at a missionary school in Ponape, Micronesia. 
um, for Iris Ministries, it's uh, Heidi Baker's ministry, about 120 young missionaries gathered there. And, you know, um, there was this young, one young lady, and um, she just, you know, had this something about her. She wasn't the prettiest, but there was something about her and all, all the, you know, these guys, you know, there was something about her that, that you know, they were attracted to her. And one day I was sitting at dinner and, and I overheard one of these guys talking to her and saying, what is it about you? And you know what she told him? I know I'm beautiful because my dad said so. And she had this deep confidence in who she was because her dad said so. And you see, that is what should come out of us. The, the more we understand that he loves us, not that we manufacture this, we got to love one another, we got to, but it will be a natural outflow of what was the beginning that we love because he loved us. And we love others as we love ourselves because we know we're loved. Then that will flow. It's not a struggle. It's not a force. It, it will just be a natural outflow of that. The more we believe the truth. In Zechariah 9, 16b um, to 17a says, They will sparkle in his land like jewels in a crowd. How attractive and beautiful they will be. The people of God will be when they know their love. Psalm 34, 3-5 says, I prayed to the Lord and he answered me. He freed me from all my fears. I mean, what is there to fear? The more we understand that he's the King of kings and Lord of lords, all-powerful, all-knowing, what and he loves us that much, what do we have to fear? You know, yes, this world is full of, is full of evil and bad things. You know, and yeah, it's, it's because God allowed it because he gave us free will, because he loves us so much. He could force us to do whatever he wants, but it's his love because he wanted children, not slaves. And so people choose all these other things. And the Bible says that because God made us stewards of the land, the land reacts to that. And so we have all these diseases and disasters and so on. But through all of that, he says he'll be with us. He'll never leave us or forsake us. And that he will and he can work all things for the good, even through all of this. And that as we seek him, because we have free will, if we don't want to seek him, he, he doesn't force, like the father of the prodigal son, lets his son go, praying all the time, hoping he'll come back home. But if we seek him, and I like how it says seek him, not being perfect, but our hearts, him first and his righteousness. Or, like people are saying now, kapu aloha, that sacred love then he will work all things for the good. He will give us everything we need. In Jeremiah 29, 11, that's why we have it up there. This is talking to Jeremiah, but it's for all of us. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. And that's what the world needs now. You know, I... Several weeks ago, 
we found out during a two-week period that there were six young people committed suicide in Pahoa. You know, when a young person commits suicide, it's because they don't have hope. They need what we have. And we can't give it to them until we know that he loves us. And then it'll just pour out of us. And so again, we love because he first loved us. And when we know we're loved, again, it'll just automatically be. Not a struggle or because we have to. So you know what? I want to put this, this short scripture in context of that, that passage. So we'll start with verse 16. That was verse 19. And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. Because God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God. And God lives in them. It, it's no struggle. It, but we need and rely on his love for that. Otherwise, we can't do it. And the next verse says, By this is love perfected within us, so that we may have confidence for the day of judgment, because as he is, so also are we in this world. And you know what? Sometimes people quote this scripture, and if we don't look at the ones around it, and we have this, we don't know his love, you know what I would see? Perfected. Now, I'm not perfect. And so I am insecure and fearful because I'm not perfect. And I don't have that confidence. You know, isn't it interesting talking about the love of God and on Wednesday we're talking about hell. But you know what? Sometimes we're so afraid of hell we don't even study it. And so you know what we believe about it is, is what we, uh, the Halloween and all those people promote about it. It's not scripture. It's about his love too. And we need to know about it so we share with others. How is it his love? So it's not because we're supposed to act like God, act like God and be perfect. See, that comes out of my insecurity when I was thinking of that. Because what I was told was I'm no good unless I'm perfect. It's not acting like him. Or, oh, I know need to be more loving, so I'm going to run around loving everybody. What is that coming out of? Insecurity and fear? Not a natural outflow of knowing who we are in him and his love for us. You know, this, has been, this is deeper than I've ever studied this before in me. And it continues in verse 18. Such love has no fear because perfect love expels all fear. If we know how much he loves us, and who he is, why should we fear? He will work all things for the good. It's going to be perfect, perfect. If we are afraid, it is for fear of punishment. And this shows that we have not fully experienced his perfect love. If we're afraid, afraid of the future, afraid of punishment, afraid God won't love us because I'm not good enough, we're on the wrong foundation. We're still on the wrong foundation. And we need to spend that time just knowing and understanding again. Because what does the next verse 19, this is verse 18. What does verse 19 says? say? It says, we love him because he first loved us. You see, it goes back again to understanding and knowing he loves us. 
that's, that's the key to understanding that He loves us first and then we can love ourselves because He loves us. That confidence like that young girl had. And then His love will naturally flow out to others because we're not going to be the crab in the bucket anymore. All, we're above all that. Jesus' way is different. We lift up everybody else because of the love that pours out of us that he poured into us. And it says, we lift them up to Jesus and he'll draw all men to himself. And we all get out of the bucket. But it's not, okay, I better do that because I, I want to be a good Christian. Then it's the wrong foundation. It's still out of fear. We don't understand his love fully. And this scripture has often been quoted, but if you don't take it in the context of this, this verse right before it, we love because he first loved us, then we can take it the wrong way. Whoever claims to love God yet hates a brother or sister is a liar. For whoever does not love their brother and sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. And he has given us this command, anyone who loves God must also love their brother and sister. And see, if we don't look at the scripture just before, why? Because he first loved us and we know and understand that. Then this can become a real guilt trip and a fear trip. And oh, I'm not good enough and I have to love and I'll go around faking my love for people when it should be real and just flowing out of us because he loves us. And it's still coming out of, and it's not real love. It's still coming out of that. And you see that we are, and we need to remember that we are the cherished sons and daughters of the King of Kings. When we really have that founded in the, in the core of our being and the lies that were put into us all our lives, the truth will set us free. And that's what God wants, the truth to set us free. We don't have to struggle to love one another and be good and everything because it's still founded on all this insecurity and lies instead of the love of God. And that's why we want to remind you today about his love for you because everything else flows out of that. The Bible says the whole Bible is, is on that foundation of loving God and loving one another. But before that, we cannot have that if we don't know this. And the depths of that for us. So, you know, I um, want to ask the worship team to come up and as, as we pray. And... Um, Daryl, can we do two songs, the, the last song and the other song that I requested? Thanks, Daryl. And let's pray. And just, you know, meditate on those words. And the words of the song that was sung just during the...